You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real pain. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to stream. You can also visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more info about PCLB and visit our event tab to see what's going on this month. Lastly, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at PC Las Vegas. Thank you again and enjoy the message. And clap, amen. Come on, give me a hand clap, amen. Come on, he's been good. He's been faithful. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He is a good God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and grab a seat. You know, he really gets all the glory. Amen. Hey, praise the Lord. Amen. I wonder how his iPad looks like. Amen. <laughs> Probably an awesome iPad that looks all over the world. Amen. And all at the same time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. After this message, amen, we're going to partake in communion, and so uh, we want to just take time to remember, also give thanks. God says to do this in remembrance of me, but I, I believe it's a good thing, good time to say thanks as well for the blood that he shed and the, and the suffering that he took for you and I and, the, and what he paid, the price that he paid for the forgiveness of our sins, and so we're going to partake in that, amen, and you know, in reverence to him, to take remembrance and also to give thanks to the Lord in the season of thanksgiving. Can somebody say amen? Today I want to minister a word, a word real quickly, amen, uh, on the message I entitled, The Lord is Our Source. The Lord, somebody say the Lord is our source. He, he truly is. I mean, through, through everything, as my wife was expressing, I, I, I love the Lord, and I really look at him as my source. I, I, look at, I don't look at man. I don't look at my job. I don't, look at, I don't look at anything else. I look toward, towards my Lord for my source. He's my, he's, my, he's my doctor. He's my physician. He's my employer. He is my everything. He's my daddy. Amen. He's my papa. Amen. He's my best friend. He, he is my, 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 my healer. Amen. He is my provider. He is my power. He is my source. Come on, somebody. God, the Lord is our source. Until you really get that into your mind, church, then life will make a lot better sense as you put God as the source of your life. If you put it upon anything else, amen, it'll fall short. The Lord, somebody say, the Lord is my source. Amen. I want you to turn to Psalms 100. I'm going to read the whole Psalms of 100. You guys got to say, wow, there's only five verses, guys. Amen. Psalms 100, Amen. At least you can go home and say, man, I read a chapter. Hallelujah. And so this time, I want you guys to, to read along with me. Amen. So as I read a verse, repeat that after me. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the New Living Translation says, shout with the Lord, uh, shout with joy to the Lord. Say that. Shout all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people 
the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each and every generation. Come on, give the Lord a praise for that. Amen. See, Psalms 100 was written for the people of Israel. God basically told them here in this scripture, when you go into the promised land, when you settle down in your warm homes, when you had enough to eat, don't forget me. Come on, somebody. Come on, remember it was I who led you to the land flowing with milk and honey. Here, here, here's a, here's God is telling them, as we know, uh, when God saved them from Egypt, uh, from Exodus, and they were traveling through the desert, amen, uh, this here reminded them, you know what, when you get into that final destination, when you get to, to the place where I pulled you out of, uh, slavery where I pulled you out of uh, and brought you to a place that's flowing uh, with milk and honey, you settle in your homes, uh, you're, 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 you ate enough, amen, and you're, you're, you're standing uh, or sitting behind your fireplace, don't forget me, it was I who led you there. But it didn't take long for the people of Israel to forget. It didn't take long to realize that they needed a reminder. When Psalm, the psalmist wrote this, I believe that he had us in mind. Knowing that we would need a reminder as well, if we can really be honest. See, sometimes we got to be reminded of what he's done for us. You know, don't you remember where I found you? Don't you remember when you were broken? Don't you remember when you had nothing and I gave you everything? Don't you remember when you couldn't hold a job and now you got a job? Don't you remember, amen, when you were homeless and I brought you a home, amen? He says, don't, 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 don't you forget it was I who gave you all that. Come on, somebody. It was I that got you through that season, that, that storm, amen. And now you're settled in your nice homes. Don't forget about me. I believe the Lord was addressing us because we would need a reminder. Can somebody say amen? Notice who he's addressing it to. Verse 1 says, to all. Somebody say all. All the earth. Verse 5 says, to what? To all in each generation. See, the importance of thanksgiving is so deep in wide church that it applies to every person of every generation. Come on, somebody. He was thinking about you way back then. He was thinking about us way back then, church. It was for all generation, every person, every people group. It doesn't matter where you are. He got, God spoke it to us. See, Webster defines the word thanksgiving as a formal public expression of thanks to God. This is what the dictionary says. See, there's something powerful about giving thanks to God. Come on, it's even more powerful when we do it together. 
Come on. When we do it together, church, it breaks down the barriers between people and it brings us into unity with each other. Come on. Somebody say yes. Come on, uh, it's, it's, it's when there's division and there's no unity, amen, uh, when there's strife, amen, God is not in the midst of that, amen, uh, but when we come together with thanksgiving in our heart, uh, when we come together as God's people, amen, it breaks down those walls, uh, come on, of division, amen, and brings us together. What happened October 1st in our city, uh, it brought what was trying to bring division, it brought unity together. Come on, something powerful happened, amen, because they started to put God in the mix of it, amen. And when God's in the mix of it, amen, and people come together looking for others beyond themselves, amen, then something happens, church. The spirit of unity. Psalms 100 was actually a hymn that was sung. Come on. People did this when they were entering the temple. It was, a, it was done in, in connection with a Thanksgiving ceremony. If you study that, amen, this was a song that they were singing. Come on, we sing that song ourselves, right? Enter his course with thanksgiving in our hearts. We will, uh, we will enter his course with praise. For this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made it glad. Come on, it, it's a song. This is what they would sing as they would enter the temple. Amen. It was, like I say, connected with a Thanksgiving ceremony. Psalms 100 is connected to our source of Thanksgiving. Somebody say, our source. Come on, verse 1, 2, and 3, we see that the source is the Lord. Come on, it says, shout to the Lord. Worship the, come on, acknowledge, acknowledge See, the basis of our Thanksgiving church is the Lord. He is our source. We need to enter his gates. As verse 4 says, with thanksgiving. That we need to go into his courts, amen, with praise. Verse 5 says, goes on to say, for the Lord is good. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, mm-mm, good. <laughs> Come on, he's good. Come on. You know, you, you, you ever had a sense of goodness? You ever had a good meal and like, mmm, that was good. Maybe you guys said that this Thanksgiving. I, I don't know. Come on, you ever had something that was good that you just went, mmm, that was good. I look at my wife and I go, mmm, she good. <laughs> this is my wife, amen. I'm blessed, hallelujah. Come on. Don't, don't, there, there is a sense of goodness in your spirit. See, right here, we got to understand that the Lord, anytime you see the Lord, mention the Lord, read the word, come on and get in church, amen, and something's mentioned about our God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, come on, something's, man, he's good. You know, I, I love the Lord, and I love, like I said earlier, the season that I'm in today because I know for the fact, amen, that he is good. Come on, somebody. Is he good in your life? He's a good God, amen. You've got to go, mm, he's good. Come on, there has to be something in your spirit. I believe that when we do that, it hits the very soul of our spirit, amen. It, it brings a little rhythm in our side. You go, mm, he's good. Well, it, it, it gets you shouting, amen. It gets you to do something that you normally don't do, amen. Come on, if you have no rhythm, when you got the Lord inside of you, guess what? You get rhythm, hallelujah. Come on, it goes, mm, yeah. Where did that come from? Well, come on, something just starts coming out. See, all of that is inside of you. 
But you, some of you guys don't do it because you think it's like a little weird. Or you think you can't say it, Ralph, but if you go deep inside, well, somebody go, well, it's in you. Come on, there it is. Somebody got, well. <laughs> Come on, when you get real deep, man, well, you go anywhere with that, well. It's a spirit. It's the Lord that's inside of us. Why? Because it's good. Amen. Something inside you go, well, woo! He's good. You can shout, you can jump, you can do what you want to do because you say, well, he's a good God. He's a faithful God. Can somebody say amen? Some people ask me, why are you so loud, Pastor? I can't contain myself sometimes. I can't. You, you want to gather here on a Sunday morning? We are gathered here. Open your books. It says to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Yes, mm, it's good. Yes. You guys are getting too loud. Well, the Lord is good. Do you agree with me? <laughs> Come on, I can't do that. And I have nothing against those guys, amen. But, well, there's a Holy Ghost in here, amen. That I got to shout, amen. I got to give him some, amen. Because he's been a good, good God, amen. He's a faithful God, amen. He is good. Can somebody say amen? It says, uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving. It says, shouts of joy, church. You can't shout being quiet. Woo. What is that? Amen. And it goes on to say why? Because his love, somebody say his love, endures forever. I don't know about you, that means it never ends, church. Ain't you good that his love for you never ends? It's forever. He loves you forever. Like my, when my wife and I got married, amen, this was Forever. Come on, this is forever. She's going to love me forever. She may not like me all forever, but she's going to love me forever. <laughs> Come on, there's times that she don't like me, amen. And I can be honest, I don't like her. <laughs> I'm just being honest, but I love that woman. How many know that sometimes God don't like us, but he loves you? What? Forever. You don't like the things we do at times. Let's be honest. There's times the things that we do that God don't like. But he doesn't change the fact that he loves you. And he loves us forever despite of what we do, church. He's going to love you to the very end. You know, the Bible says that his, 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 uh, what stops him from coming back to pick up the church is because he loves you so much that he doesn't want anyone to perish. You know, if you're still messed up and still playing around and, and doing your thing, he says, man, I'm not coming back because I'm waiting for her. I'm waiting for her to get right. I'm waiting for him to get right. I'm waiting for your family to get saved. I'm waiting for the backslider to come home. I'm waiting for all these people because I don't want no one to go to hell. But a time is coming, church, where he says, enough's enough. I got to do what I got to do. They know. And it's time for me to pick up my church. Doesn't mean it's over for you guys. But you're going to have to live through the tribulation. And let me tell you, I don't want to be here when that happens. I want to be caught up 
and sent up. Amen. Hallelujah. But we, we got, you got to understand, he loves us. He's, he's going to love you despite of anything to the very, 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 very end. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues, it says, for all. Somebody say all. All generations. All generations. That means you, guess what? He's going to reach your children's children's children, children, children. My grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, all my, my children are going to be covered because he, he's faithful to them for all generations, even ahead, that are not even here yet. God is faithful to them. We all need the Lord's help. Can somebody say amen? See, Alex Haley, you know who Alex Haley is? He wrote the book Roots. Back way, way back, amen. Roots, amen. And, and he has an unusual picture hanging in his office. And there was a picture of a turtle on top of a fence post. And they asked him, why, why do you have that in your office? Well, what does that mean? And then so he answered it by saying, well, every time I write something that matters, every time I read my words and think, man, they're wonderful, and I begin to be proud about myself, I look at the turtle on top of that fence post and remember that he didn't get there on his own. He had a little help. Church, don't forget where you are right now because God gave you a little help. Don't look at yourself and say, look what I've done. See, that was to humble this author to say, you know what, I, need, I have some help to get where I'm at. See, many of us, come on, there's been help along the way. Can somebody say amen? I mean, where did the help really come from, Amen. See, where will we be, Lord? I mean, where will we be? If you really look and think about it, where will you be? Where would I be? Where will we be without the help of the Lord? Where will you be without his goodness? Where will you be? Uh, where will we be, amen, without his faithfulness, uh, without his love, church? Where will we be? There was a song that Clint Brown wrote, and it said, where would I be? You only know. I, I'm glad you see through eyes of love a hopeless case, an empty place, if not for grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. A hopeless case, an empty place, if not for grace. Where will we be, church? Come on. It was the grace of God, amen, where we're at today. Without God in my life, I can tell you right now, to be honest, I'd probably be dead I'd, or divorced. But it's his amazing grace. I, I, would, I was a hopeless case. Praise the Lord. I just preached like this. <laughs> Come on, we were in an empty place. Might as well get the other one. I'm just <laughs> Come on, but really, where will we be, church? I know that I'd be empty, amen. I'd be, a, I'd be a, a hopeless case if it wasn't for his grace. I remember that old hymn, Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I find. Come on. God is faithful, church, for all generations, amen. Uh, come on, if you read the Psalms, there's so many, so many songs that were written through uh, that, that, that passage of Scripture, amen. Uh, but you've got to understand, where will we be 
if not for God. Without his help. Verse 3 instructs us that, you know, know the Lord is good. You've got to know that the Lord is good. He is for you, church, not against you. Come on, no matter what's hitting your life, doesn't mean that God's being mean on you or picking on you. God is a good God, amen. Uh, come on, his God, our God is good. You've got to know that he's good. He made us. It says, uh, and we are his, amen. Uh, we are his people. Uh, we are his sheep. See, when we accept his authority and we agree with his guidance and express our thanks to his unfailing love, church, then God does something inside our lives. God is our creator. You've got to understand that. We did not create ourselves. Come on, there was something coming out of the sea that created ourselves, amen. We started to walk on earth, amen. We didn't come from monkeys. Though our relatives may look like some, you know, and I'm just playing. We didn't, we, we've got to understand, we came from God. God is our creator. Can somebody say amen? So you've got to understand, he created us. He made us. Again, amen. Uh, where will you be? Where will you be? Uh, come on, where were you before you knew God? Where were you? I know where I was. Come on, I know where I was. I know the mess I was in. I, I know where he found me, amen. Uh, come on, he searched through the dirt, amen. Uh, he went in the garbage, amen. Uh, and he handpicked me, took everything out and said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to use you. Uh, I'm going to restore you, amen. Though I felt worthless, I didn't feel that I qualified. Come on, a lot of us, amen, sometimes don't even feel qualified. But he's for all people. Where will we be, church? See, to know that the Lord is good is the most important thing that we can ever discover as a people. To know that he's good, that he's faithful, that his love endures forever, that is the most important thing that you need to know when you walk out this church or every time you come or every time you wake up that God is good. Amen. Come on, it does not change the fact that he loves you forever. You've got to know that because the enemy comes and says he doesn't love you no more. Or you're a mess up or no one likes you. He comes with his lies, amen. Why? To take life from you. He says, I, I, I didn't come. Come on. I, he came to give us life. And life what? More abundantly. This is a God that you serve. You've got to know that he's good. Don't look at your circumstances. Don't look at your life and say, you know what? God's not good to me. He's good to them, but he's not good to me. Amen. Don't look at your circumstance thinking the Lord's not good. See, some of the things that we're in is because by choice of you, not of God. And the Bible does say that we will reap what we sow into. And some of those things, don't worry, God is a God that does the magic, amen, and turns what's bad to good. Even in our badness, uh, in the things that we mess up, God still turns it around for us because he loves us. Come on, all of us were destined to hell. All of us deserve hell. But his grace paid the price for us. Where will we be if not for grace? Come on, somebody. See, when you're going through your little pity party that life sucks for you or you're not going to get that Christmas present or whatever it is, the Lord is still good. He's still good. Come on. Look what they got. Shut up. The Lord's still good. 
Come on, it doesn't matter how much stuff. It's, it matters what's in your heart, church. Are you rich in here? This is where the gifts at, church. It doesn't matter what's on the outside. It doesn't matter if you've got a big house or a small house. It does not matter. I like what Alex Haley put on there. Even when he started to get big, he says, you know what, I'm reminded I got here with some help. It's not about me. When this church grew or is growing, amen, if it ever grows, even where it blows my mind, amen, God, remind me about the turtle. I didn't do this by myself. I had a little help along the way. Come on, you got to be reminded where you're at today. You had a little help along the way. Can somebody say amen? So you got to discover, like I said, the most important thing to discover, to know in your mind the Lord is good. Because with that discovery, we understand that we belong to him. We're his people. We're his sheep. Psalms 100 tells us how to get it. David here, David's a psalmist here, amen, that wrote this. David here tells us to acknowledge that the Lord is good. And we do it by what? By shouts of praise. In appreciation to our creator. Come on, that's how we do it. We enter his gates with thanksgiving uh, and his courts with praise, amen. Uh, we do this, amen. We're acknowledging him, amen. We say, man, uh, how do you know the Lord is good? Well, we shout it out. We sing praises, amen. Uh, come on, you can't just go around. How do you know the Lord is good? Uh, and you never say nothing. So how do we do this? How do we say the Lord is good? By shouting it out that he's good. Come on, my Lord is good. He's Faithful, his love endures forever. It reaches all generations, all people, amen. I can walk into my job and place and walk in and everyone's all moaning and groaning. Ah, we got to work. I say, woo, the Lord is good. He's like, woo, thank you. You reminded me. He's good. Come on. We, we got to look at things and really look at him as our source and say, man, he is a good God. He is faithful. Well, they posted there. Some people had tamales. I didn't have no tamales. <laughs> Not us, baby. I'm talking about people. Don't interrupt when I'm preaching. <laughs> Come on, we can look at Facebook and all the pictures. Like, man, why we didn't do that? We didn't do that. Look, they went over there. Look, we're, we're over here. Uh. The Lord's good. Come on. Do something about it then. Come on. I, I know that for us, for Thanksgiving, for me, man, that's a day of rest. I want to just chill out. But I got up, man. We went and took a little walk, amen. Look at the lights. Okay, let's do it. Okay. I just, it's, I want to keep the peace here, amen. Hallelujah. I don't want to complain. Hopefully you guys woke up and thanked the Lord before you started your busy day. I hope it worked for you guys. It helped me when the flesh was saying, nah, I don't want to go. I said, let's do it. Come on, we, we got we to gotta, we gotta do it. It says to do it with shouts of praises and shouts of appreciation. Come on. It's like what I ministered last Sunday, man. We, one of the ways that we give thanks to the Lord is by singing, by worshiping God. Come on, when you start to sing and you start to just worship God, I mean, that, that's appreciation. You're giving thanks to him. We're not trying out for the voice here, amen. <laughs> we're, we're just shouting out to the Lord and singing, amen. Come on. Because you are the voice for him. 
Each one of you is the voice. Each one of you have won the, the contest. Each one of you, amen, doesn't matter how you're singing, amen. Man, it sounds good to him. Come on, it sounds good. You're the voice that he wants to hear. He wants to, he wants to hear your voice. Well, I don't know how to sing. No, he wants to hear your voice. Because it sounds good when his, his children sing unto him. Come on, somebody. Verse 1 says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Listen, church, thanksgiving doesn't require about having much or how much you have, like I said before. But it's recognizing what our Savior has done for us. And that alone should cause you to say thanks to the Lord. When you acknowledge and recognize him, man, he died for me. He shed his blood for me. He took the slaps to the face for me. Come on, he took those, 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 that crown of thorns that they put on his head for me. Come on, he did all that for you. When you start to recognize what he's done for you, when you start to recognize, amen, as he was going to Calvary and they were still kicking and punching him and slapping him and all this stuff and making fun of him and spitting on him, he did it for you. He did it for us. And when you start to recognize that, church, you've got to have a gratitude in your spirit of thanksgiving and say, God, you're too much. God, you're good. God, you're faithful. God, you're awesome. God, you did that for me. I'm the one that's supposed to be hanging on that cross, but you did it for me. You, you took our place. Let me tell you, the thief on the cross those two thieves, one was still ungrateful and one acknowledged and recognized it. He was hanging on that cross and recognized the Savior next to him. On his deathbed right here, he knows in his mind, man, I deserve this. He doesn't. I need to go to hell for what I've done. And he's hanging for this horrible crime, a crime that he did that he knows that he did it. And at that very moment, God opens the eyes of this sinner, and he starts to recognize who he really was, amen. And as the other one's mocking him still on his deathbed, he tells him, shh, he did nothing. We deserve this, not him. And saw him as a savior, church. And because of that, and because he thanked him for what he was doing, God looks at him, and we told him, remember me. Can you remember me when you go into paradise? He goes, today, you'll be with me. Forgives him right there. Brings him in to paradise. Man, I don't know about you, but I'd be shouting thanksgiving right there. Amen. I'd be shouting on that guy, Woo! The Lord is good. That's how good our God is, church. I mean, what, what, I mean, after hearing that, and know that you, man, you're going to do some time or whatever it is, and God sets you free like that, and know, man, the Lord is good. And I know that some of you guys experience that. Some of you guys shouldn't even be here today. Some of you guys should still be locked up. Amen. Come on. God is good. Come on. God is faithful. Some of us, we shouldn't be here at all, period. The Lord is good. He is faithful, church. 
I mean, if you really reflect at your life and don't have a spirit of thanksgiving inside of you, then you really don't really recognize him. You really don't know who he really is because he's not your source. When he becomes your source, let me tell you, church, he becomes your everything. My God's my everything. You know, I'm starting to look at these things during the conference. And the Lord spoke to me by two men of God. And it was the same word, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I kind of took it a lot of different ways because I was praying for something. I thought, well, this is it. And I started to pray about it more and thinking, God, what, what does it really mean by here? And I started to reflect, and I realized God was just saying, I'm your source. I'm everything. Don't be afraid to do what you need to do. Don't be afraid what you are doing right now. Don't be afraid at all. Don't worry about anything. Don't be afraid. And I really looked at that, and you know why? I'm not afraid. And he was reminding me that he's, he's my source. And he'll give me strength to do whatever I need to do. So don't be afraid of what I'm doing right now and keep on doing. Use wisdom. Now he's giving me wisdom. Now the directions kind of change. I said, okay, God, I'm, just, I'm not going to be afraid of nothing. I'll, 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 I'll keep doing what I'm doing. You're my source. You're my joy. You're my everything. I, I don't need to worry. In other words, I don't need to worry about nothing right now. God will put whatever he's going to put into action. If, it, if it's still the same, he's still my source. He's still my joy. He's, he's still my everything. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what season in my life I'm in, he still is my source. So I don't need to be afraid about it. And so the Lord would say to you today that if you allow him to become your source, your center of your life, you won't have to be afraid either. Come on, somebody. You don't have to be afraid about nothing if he is your source. So the Lord will say to you, thus saith the Lord, to PCLV, allow me to be your source and fear not, says God. Come on, that is to you. This is to this house right now. This moment right now, God says, fear not, for I am your source. Whatever that may be, for some of you guys need some joy, let him be your source of joy. For some of him, maybe it's financial. Let him be the source of your finances. For some of it, maybe it's healing or you need a healing in your body. Allow him to be the source, your physician in your body. The Lord, somebody say, the Lord is my source. See, if you don't declare that over your life, if you don't declare it over your home, if you don't declare it over your family, let me tell you, he is not your source. You have to let the enemy know, the Lord is my source. Amen. Uh, come on, his love endures forever. Amen. Uh, come on, he is faithful to me. He is my source, not you, not my job, not anything else. God is my source. Can somebody say amen? Until you discover that, church, you are going to struggle. You are. If you're going through some, some kind of struggle within your body, he's not your source. You're surrendering to the flesh. When you surrender to the flesh, you're not trusting God. He has to be your source. 
oh, I can't do it. It's too hard. No, he can do it if he becomes your source. You can do it if he becomes your source. Come on, somebody. Somebody needs to hear this. He has to be your source. Come on, you, you got to understand. You got to do it. How he becomes your source? You start to celebrate who he is in your life. You shout that the Lord is good. Even when things are not good in your life presently. Doesn't change him. Doesn't become this, he's a bad God right now. Or he's not, I'm not caring God right now. No, no, he's still God. He's still good. He's still your source. He's still faithful. He does not change, church. We do. Allow him to become your source because when he becomes your source, then fear has to leave. You don't start to worry and trip about things that we shouldn't be worrying and tripping about. So many Christians are going through mind battles, tripping, uh, oh, what's going to happen? Just let him become your source. Let him become your source and watch what he does in your life. You worry too much. The Bible even says in Matthew, does worry even add an hour to the day? Come on, why are you tripping? That's what it says in the Arch Translation. Why are you tripping? Come on, if I take care of the birds of the air, won't I take care of you? Aren't you more important than the birds? Come on, God loves you. God is good. God is faithful, church. Come on, he will take care of you. Fear not. Let me be your source. Lord's our source. My ushers and usherettes can come and start to get that ready, amen. Yes, we the source of our thanksgiving. This psalm tells us to remember God's goodness and dependability. And as we do, church, worship with thanksgiving, worship with praise. We've got to continue to do this. We're going to partake in.